Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Video Game Lounge podcast. I am your host this episode, John. Welcome into the lounge. How are you? Good to have you here. This is The Last of Us Episode 2 Reaction Episode, and I hope you guys are ready to get into this. Before we do, though, just a quick spoiler warning off the top. If you have not watched Episode 2 of The Last of Us, Pause this, go go watch that, come back, and let's discuss, shall we? Alright, go do that. And if you haven't played the game, you probably want to do that too, but it's not really necessary. So, with all of that out of the way, let's get into it. So, guys, oh my goodness. I think this was just another fantastic episode. How about you guys? This episode's runtime was about 55 minutes and directed by Neil Druckmann, who is the writer and one of the co-directors of the video game. So this was his directorial debut, and man, what a debut it was. This was fantastic. So let's get into this good, bad, and ugly, starting with the good, and we'll go right into that opening scene. This cold open where we're in Jakarta, I think absolutely was just phenomenal. I love that we're getting these kind of cold opens for these first two episodes where we're seeing life either before or right at the beginning of this cordyceps outbreak. In this particular instance, we got to see what life was like with the first, or assuming the first, or probably an infected as early on in the outbreak as possible. And what I like about this is they're paying off on some of the little things that they talked about in episode one, that this cordyceps virus would be coming from flour. And Jakarta has the largest flour factory in the entire world. So they they did their homework here, the writers of the show did, and that I think that's just a really cool tie-in. To see this naked lady, (laughs) I was not expecting that portion of it, but to see this kind of renowned mycologist um, who is someone who specializes in uh, fungus and disease um, kind of just take her time to take a look at this infected lady and what that entailed. You know, you it was a little gross where she, when she... Uh, when she cut open the leg there and kind of saw the white. And then when she went into the mouth, I was like, oh, man, tell me we're not getting those really creepy-ass tendrils, right? And sure enough, we got the creepy-ass tendrils. And to just see the look on her face in that next scene when she's talking with the general there about what to do and how do we make a vaccine, and she just simply says, like, there is no vaccine. We just need to start bombing the entire city and everyone in it. And then you fast forward to what actually happened in this game's world where they bombed 
all of these major cities. Clearly, they were bombing Austin, Texas, where the beginning of our story takes place with Joel and Sarah and Tommy. They clearly bombed Boston uh, as the entire downtown section of the game. And, and what we see later on here in this episode for the show is completely just obliterated by bombs. I, for one, am enjoying all of these sneak peeks into what was happening in, in the world at this time. I think it's it's beautifully shot, beautifully well done. And I love how after that whole opening sequence in Jakarta, Indonesia, that we get Joel and Ellie together and Tess is there. And it this scene plays out kind of comedically. They're, they're so wary of Ellie and that she's bit. They know that she's infected and they're really just waiting for her to turn. You see Joel sitting there with a gun and they're immediately skeptical. At least Joel is. And when she wakes up, Tess is, you kind of get this look on her face. You you see it where she's really believing this whole immunity thing. And in the game and in the show, like once Tess really believes this thing about immunity for Ellie, that, she, that you know, Ellie is immune, it begins this sort of path of redemption for Tess. And, and she wants it for her and Joel, because they've clearly been doing some very shitty things over the last 20 years. You know, they've definitely killed a lot of people. They've traded some drugs and weapons and all types of things. Like, what they explicitly did is never, you know, we don't fully know the extent of all the things that they've done since the outbreak. And Tess goes on this kind of redemption mission. And she convinces Joel, obviously, that they're going to continue with this mission. They they are ultimately trying to get the car battery to go see Tommy. And I'll have a little bit more to say on this scene in the bad section. Little teaser there. It's 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 not major. It's just a little nitpick that I have. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. Um, I I love kind of Ellie's just like fuck it attitude here she's like you know she's a smart ass which you know she clearly is in the game uh one of the little things that i like here is is uh test throwing her the magazine because you know we're 20 years into this outbreak like clearly there's no toilet paper anymore so <laughs> i just thought that that was funny and and also a little sad like yeah man this 20 years into this outbreak and there's no toilet paper that was pretty funny and then Man, we're continuing with good here. This this next couple of set pieces here were just phenomenal. This overgrown overpass, this kind of highway that they go to, man, like it felt and looked like a damn outbreak. I was impressed with the level design. <laughs> like the 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 look of this set design was insane. It was so good. Um when they get into the hotel lobby, this was a part that's also good. I really enjoyed this kind of bit here. This happens in the show uh, sooner than it does in the game. In the game, you don't get to that hotel lobby until you reach Pittsburgh way after you get past Billstown. So the fact that they added it in here, I'm fine with it. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to rant and rave that, oh man, they did the whole hotel sequence here um 
we'll get into something towards the end of this episode about that hotel sequence, though. Again, another little teaser there. Just stay tuned. I promise. It'll be fun. When they get to the top of the hotel and Tess has to kind of find her way uh, for, for them uh, to kind of make their way around it, Joel and Ellie have this kind of sort of a, a their kind of first real attempt at a bonding moment, you know, Joel's kind of asking her questions about the fireflies and about her and uh, her immunity, the switchblade he asks about, and and Ellie's kind of asking him like, "How many people have you killed?" And you know, Joel is he just kept saying "pass," and I love this whole interaction. It seems very Joel and Ellie, and I think that these characters do a really great job at embodying the characters of Joel and Ellie here. I was I was thoroughly impressed at this point, and then. When we get to the top of the hotel, right? This is again, we're we're more good here. I was I was really really impressed at this point. When they get to the top of the hotel and they're overlooking all of the infected, a couple of things here. I love that they took the time to explain the whole tendrils. And man, I am scared shitless over these tendrils, and that. You know, the way that Tess explains it is that everything is kind of connected. It can be above ground and underground, you know, that are connected to dozens of infected, whether they're clickers, runners, stalkers. You might find that these tendrils are connected to infected that could be a mile away. And and that's scary. And when you see all of these infected laying on the ground there, man, that was kind of intense. And that one, you know, we see later on in the episode that a single gunshot just alerts all of them and they all come running. I really like this whole tendrils thing and it's, it's quite scary and it's, it's sort of based in like scientific reality. This could happen. And I think that, I think they made the right decision to not do the spores, at least at this point. But one of the things I wanted to touch on here with the infected there, did anyone else notice this? Cause I ended up rewinding the episode about 15, 20 seconds, just to watch this back a couple of times. When they were, you know, when the when the camera was panning over the infected, and this, it looked like when the sunlight was hitting them, they started kind of writhing around in pain. Did anyone else catch this? Because I rewinded it a couple of times just to verify that my eyes weren't deceiving me. And it showed, at least in my mind, two things. That, yes, they are all connected, and two, maybe there's something with the sunlight that that kind of harms them kind of like they're slightly vampiric i guess maybe <laughs> i have no idea but i wonder if the characters within the show's universe either catch on to the fact that maybe the sunlight damages them and somehow that they could harness that and use that i have no idea it may just be something that they did for the episode that never gets expanded upon that's totally fine but that was just something I noticed in that scene that I thought was kind of cool. And then we get the museum sequence. And oh my God, this is more good in my opinion. This whole sequence played out brilliantly. This is 10 out of 10 in my book from, from the set design to everything. This was so freaking cool. Um the fact that they took their time to introduce the clickers, and my God, that they make the clickers in this just, 
that much more disgusting than I could have ever imagined. Like these, these things are creepy. And I like that, you know, they kind of base this whole encounter, if you will, in reality, where two of these things are are a handful. I, I think there was actually three, maybe it was three. I can't remember. But this whole encounter, like they looked great. They sounded scary. They looked scary. And I love that the entire like clickers themselves, it was all makeup and prosthetics. And then they got actors who were fans of and played the game. And so all of their motions and that kind of jagged, kind of rigidy movements that they have, which mimics the in-game clickers, like looked real. There was no CGI or anything like that. Like these, these things were scary. Uh, I love the moment where Joel's kind of got his back up against um, the the cabinet there and he's he's loading up the revolver. Like, man... There's nothing more tense in The Last of Us when you're kind of out of bullets and you're needing to either hit reload on your gun or switch to a gun or craft a shiv or a molotov or health kit, and you got clickers or infected that are nearby. So the fact that they kind of paid homage to that, I think, was really cool. Um, we get the Tess and Joel separated thing here, which also happens in the game, and I think something that they did brilliantly here was they actually did not show Tess getting bit. I like that. That's that's a win in my book. I like that we didn't get to see it. And man, when she comes back on screen and throws that hatchet into the clicker's face, holy crap, man. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. We, we already knew that Tess was kind of a badass, and she really proved it here. This, this was awesome. And then I, I love the scene after that where you get afterwards um this this added moment between joel and tess where tess is like man you know i hurt my ankle she's sitting on this roof and you know she's really full bore into this redemption arc for her and joel and of course it's because she's bit and ellie's bit and let me just actually go back to Ellie being bit here. I think that's genius. I think that this is a really cool plot point that they're doing here because this is going to help Joel believe Tess's mission that Ellie got in, got bit and does not turn. I, I think that's pretty cool. I think it suits kind of what they're doing here for the series because Joel needs something to 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 believe in because he's naturally skeptical. He's, he's naturally just absolutely against this kind of redemption thing that Tess seems to have bought into. So we kind of get this moment here and, you know, it, it plays out really, really nice. And then the, the scene where Ellie walks across the beam and they're looking at the Capitol building and at sunset, I mean, that is frame for frame, exactly like it is in the game. And I thought that was really cool. And then we get to the Capitol building here and I was blown away. <laughs> uh, I laugh because if you watch the show, there's double meaning there. <laughs> um, this scene played out pretty, pretty nice. Um, I will say that I think the the beginning and middle of this scene I think is done better in the game. There's just some dialogue that was said in the game that I think speaks more to to the reality of that moment and how Tess and Joel really feel. Tess is more 
um, she's, she's urgent and she's, um, she's really trying to find, like tap into and find whatever goodness is left. And Joel is ready to just abandon this mission. That whole scene just plays out in a way, at least in the series that I was like, you know what? I feel like the game just did it better. Uh, Sorry. I'm a little bit of an apologist, probably a little bit nitpicky, but I will say I like what they did to change it up. I like that Tess, instead of staying in there and and trying to gun down Fedra, and that was that was a change that they made, where instead of the Fedra soldiers, it was Joel alerting the rest of the clickers and the runners to their presence by shooting the one firefly that was in there and having the infected come. I think that that's a lot more. I, I, I think that's a really cool decision. And for Tess to literally go out in a blaze of glory somehow made Tess's death just that much more emotional. I think that that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, that whole tendrils kiss, probably, I don't know. Some people were, were against it that I saw on Twitter. Some people were for it. I'm, I'm indifferent. I think it just goes to show just how creepy these things can be. But um, man, what a way to go out with the gasoline and the grenades. I, I don't know if I could have ever thought of that. I don't know if anyone else picked up on it, but just a little bit of an Easter egg. Did you guys notice the lighter that Tess used? It is an exact replica of Sam Drake's lighter from Uncharted 4, another Naughty Dog game. I thought that was a cool little nod there. Um, and then that's that's the end of the episode, ladies and gentlemen, and I was... Man, I was blown away. This was a really, really good episode. So everything that I've just talked about is all filed under good. This was a fantastic episode. Now for just one slight nitpick here. And I'm going back to this kind of confrontation that Joel and Tess have at the beginning of the episode where she's trying to convince him that they need to finish this mission with Ellie. In the game, Joel is way more skeptical of this mission. To help prove my point here, here is the actual scene from the game. What was the plan? Let's say that we deliver you to the Fireflies. What then? Marlene, she said that they have their own little quarantine zone. With doctors, they're still trying to find a cure. Yeah, we've heard that before, huh, Tess? And the... Whatever happened to me is the key to finding a vaccine. Oh, Jesus. It's what she said. Oh, I'm sure she did. Hey, fuck you, man. I didn't ask for this. Me neither. Tess, what the hell are we doing here? What if it's true? I can't... What if, Joel? I mean, we've come this far. Let's just finish it. Do I need to remind you what is out there? Now, as you can hear, Joel is way more skeptical. And I feel like the show kind of neutered him a little bit. Joel isn't nearly as skeptical. And Tess convinces him by just saying, hey, we should do this. And he just goes, okay. And I was like, man, Joel needs to be a little bit more skeptical there. He needs to be a little bit more like questioning Tess's motive and trying to figure out like, is this really worth it for, for them and for her, you know, 
I I feel like they kind of took away Joel's like ability to think for himself just ever so slightly. So not necessarily fully bad, but I'm hoping that they don't continue this neutering of Joel's like his harshness and kind of this gruff personality because he's still he's still gruff. They still have moments, but he was way more skeptical of Tess and and this whole, you know, I keep calling it the redemption arc, but this whole like idea of Ellie's immunity, he's way more skeptical of it in the game. But John, it doesn't have to be exactly like the game. Yes, voice of public opinion. I know that. I'm just voicing just my one little minor complaint. That's all I got for the bad. For the ugly, this is easy. Um, it's the infected, man. It's the, the freaking clickers were ugly as hell and they were scary. Seeing kind of what something like that could look like in real life was, man, the costume department really nailed this. Um, and I like that they kind of gave a little prop to this at the end of the episode. I don't know if anyone else is watching these, but at the end of each of these two episodes, after the credits, they kind of give a little two or three minute long video talking about what they've done uh, in the episode and kind of talking and explaining kind of some of the decisions they made. And they actually talked about the props and stuff. And I thought it was really cool, kind of cool little behind the scenes there. Um, so yeah, man, the the clickers were were scary. And I'm glad that they showed that all the characters, Joel included, was, was just terrified of them. It really helps ground um, the infected in this. And that, you know, it really is hard to survive in this world. And I think that that's what they're getting at here. So I think overall, I'm going to give this episode a 9.5 again. Um, just that one little kind of nitpick that I have with, with Joel, I, I would just, I would like to see him be kind of more of that, that harsh and, and skeptical, um, guy there. And so to, to end this episode, I'm going to do something that I didn't do last week, but I'm going to continue to do these in the coming weeks where I'm going to offer up some predictions for the next episode. So here are some predictions that I have for next week. Um, also, at the end of the episode, they kind of gave a little like 30 second teaser trailer for, for the next episode. So clearly, uh, in the game at this point and for the series, this is where we're going to meet Bill and we're going to spend some time in Bill's town. Um, we're also going to meet Frank, which in the game, he's just a corpse and a very goofy Hawaiian shirt. He's mentioned by Bill a bunch of times and Joel. We find uh, a couple collectibles that are um, that mention Frank. But um, I feel, so here's my prediction, and, and this is kind of a softball prediction, is that we're going to see kind of the origin story of Bill and Frank. In the game, Bill refers to Frank as his partner. They were romantically involved. Uh, we don't know for how long, but at some point they had a huge falling out, and Frank decides to kind of leave Bill's town and kind of go be on his own, and he didn't make it. So I like that we're going to see kind of how their relationship started, and we're going to get some flashbacks here. 
So my prediction here is that we're actually going to get a flashback of kind of Joel and Tess here too. I think we're going to see Tess again because from the game and from a lot of the collectibles and dialogue from within the game, we know that Joel and Tess and Bill were smuggling and trading a bunch of stuff. That was a an existing relationship for God only knows how long. We don't know how long that they knew each other in smuggling, but the show might actually expound upon that. So I, I'm guessing that we're going to see Tess again. Um, and what we're going to see too, I'm predicting, is kind of um, what Joel did to kind of earn a favor from Bill. And, you know, when Joel and Ellie meet up with Bill, um, he kind of cashes in a favor saying like, hey, you owe me and I need a car. And Bill says, you know, whatever favors you think I owe you aren't worth that. And Joel says, well, I believe that they are. I think we're going to get whatever that favor was. And so it'd be kind of cool to to just continue to add upon the existing story and the world that's already there. Um, Another prediction that I have, and this is really going to be for the series moving forward with the hotel sequence being already explored and done in this episode, we are clearly going to get a shorter stint within the Pittsburgh timeline. Pittsburgh in the game is the lengthiest portion of the game. There's a lot of set pieces and a lot of things that happen within Pittsburgh. Um, If you've played the game, you know. I mean, just you know, off the top of my head, a quick rundown is you are in the truck, you crash into the little mini mart, you fight those guys. And then from there, uh, you get to the bookstore, you got to fight all those guys after the bookstore, then is the hotel sequence. The hotel sequence is pretty long because Joel and Ellie get separated and, uh, you have to fight a bloater. Um, And then you have to escape the hotel. And then after that, you have the fight against kind of the little tank that's shooting you down. Then you meet Henry and Sam and you have the whole bit with Henry and Sam. And then they abandon you. And then you, they come back and then you do the whole sewer thing. And then you have the suburbs and then you have the sniper. Like it's a whole lot of stuff that happens in Pittsburgh. We're obviously going to get a shorter version of this. And so... That's not necessarily a prediction, I guess I per se, but I, I predict that we're going to be skipping some of those beats. We're obviously going to meet Henry and Sam. Um, I'm thinking we're going to bypass the bookstore. They've already bypassed the hotel. I'm thinking we may go right into um, the the tank. That said, and this was the other thing that I teased earlier, there's a sequence or, or I guess I should say a cutscene and an event that happens towards the end of the hotel sequence that's very pivotal in the story and Joel and Ellie's relationship. And if you played the game, you might know what I'm getting ready to say. And that is Joel gets separated from Ellie and makes his way back to her. And he's about to climb this ladder to get to where he thinks Ellie is. And he gets kicked down by one... Um, bad guy that he didn't see. And this bad guy and Joel end up having this fight, and sh- this bad guy is drowning Joel in kind of this pool of water. And Ellie shows up out of nowhere, picks up Joel's gun, and shoots this guy point blank right in the head and kills him. And it's this really like powerful character moment because Joel comes up scared out of his mind and is scared to death of Ellie in that moment. 
And Ellie's thinking that she did something good and is is looking for Joel's favor, right? Like, this is a pivotal moment in the game. And Joel just doesn't know how to react. And he literally says in the game, I'm glad I didn't get my head blown off by a goddamn kid, right? And he, he does no idea what to say. He ends up pissing Ellie off by his reaction. And then for the next, like, 15 minutes of gameplay there, like, they have minimal conversation. And she's just, like, fed up with Joel. And then you have what I think is the next, like, pivotal scene where... Joel apologizes, but not before he's explaining to her how to shoot a rifle. I think these are two scenes that we're going to have to see and are going to have to play out eventually. This I'm talking like episode four or five, because if they don't show up in the series, I'm going to be slightly disappointed. That'll probably show up in a, in a bad section in a future episode. But I think to me that they're pivotal things. So those are my predictions. If you guys have any, please share them. Um, I appreciate you guys sticking out this long. Appreciate you guys just being here, joining me in the lounge. Um, you can reach out to us on social media, VGL underscore podcast for both Twitter and Instagram. Come join our Discord, hang out and talk video games with some cool people. And uh, yeah, thanks again for being here. And I will see you guys next Tuesday.